This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to Contending for the Crown. I hope you are having a wonderful day. In Proverbs 16, verse 18, we read, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. We probably have heard this verse since we were little girls in Bible class, when our teachers were teaching us what it meant to be humble. I want to talk for a moment about one person in the Bible who I think exemplifies the characteristic of pride, and his pride definitely led to his utter destruction. Let's begin by reading Esther chapter 2, verses 21 through 23. In those days, as Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigthan and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, who guarded the threshold, became angry and sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. And this came to the knowledge of Mordecai, and he told it to Queen Esther, and Esther told the king in the name of Mordecai. When the affair was investigated and found to be so, the men were both hanged on the gallows, and it was recorded in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. Mordecai was Esther's cousin and her adoptive father. He had brought her up because her parents had died. Esther was now queen to King Ahasuerus. We see that Mordecai was sitting in the king's gate and overheard a plot to lay hands on the king. When he heard of it, he told Queen Esther, and she relayed it to the king in Mordecai's name. Nothing was done for Mordecai at that time, but the event was recorded in the book of the Chronicles. This was a book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Media and Persia, Esther 10-2. Let's look at Esther 3, verses 1-2. through 2. After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman the Agagite, the son of Hamadatha, and advanced him and set his throne above all the officials who were with him. And all the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai did not bow down or pay homage. In verse 1 we are introduced to Haman. He had just been promoted to a very high position in the kingdom of King Ahasuerus. Because of this, all of the people were supposed to bow down to him. We see in verse 2 that Mordecai the Jew refused to bow down. Let's read Esther 3, 5-6. through six. And when Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow down or pay homage to him, Haman was filled with fury. But he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone. So as they had made known to him the people of Mordecai, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. Haman was filled with fury, verse 5 says. He was so proud of the position that he held that even one person not bowing down to him sent him to the tipping point. So much so that we see in verse 6, Haman not only wanted to destroy Mordecai, but all of the Jews, an entire nation of people. Esther 3.13 says, Letters were sent by couriers to all the king's provinces with instructions to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate all Jews, young and old, women and children, in one day, the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. At this point all of the Jews were in mourning, after telling her what was going on, Mordecai asked Esther for help. 
Mordecai and Esther were talking back and forth with the help of one of the king's eunuchs. Esther 4 verse 8 Mordecai also gave him a copy of the written decree issued in Susa for their destruction, that he might show it to Esther and explain it to her and command her to go to the king, to beg his favor and plead with him on behalf of her people. Esther was rightly concerned about going before the king, because she knew she could be put to death for coming without being called, Esther 4.11. Mordecai replies with one of the most thought-provoking answers. It still to this day gets us to think about our place as Christians. It helps us to do hard things. Esther 4, verses 13 through 14. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, Do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther replies in verse 16, Go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf, and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. What a brave thing for God and for his people. Most of us probably know what happened to Esther. The king held out his scepter to her and invited her in. He then told her she could make any request up to half of his kingdom. Esther chapter 5, 1-3 through three. Esther invited the king and Haman to come to a feast. Esther 5, verse 4. Esther 5, 6-8 through eight says, And as they were drinking wine after the feast, the king said to Esther, What is your wish? wish? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom, it shall be fulfilled. Then Esther answered, My wish and my request is, if I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it please the king to grant my wish and fulfill my request, let the king and Haman come to the feast that I will prepare for them, and tomorrow I will do as the king has said. This is where Haman's pride comes in again. Let's read Esther 5, 9-14. And Haman went out that day joyful and glad of heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he neither rose nor trembled before him. He was filled with wrath against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home, and he sent and brought his friends and his wife Zeresh. And Haman recounted to them the splendor of his riches, the number of his sons, all the promotions which, with which the king had honored him, and how he had advanced him above the officials and the servants of the king. Then Haman said, Even Queen Esther let no one but me come with the king to the feast she prepared. And tomorrow also I am invited by her I am invited by her together with the king. Yet all this is worth nothing to me so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows fifty cubits high be made, and in the morning tell the king to have Mordecai hanged upon it. Then go joyfully with the king to the feast. This idea pleased Haman, and he had the gallows made. Mordecai, not bowing down to Haman, 
caused his joy to be turned to wrath. Even so, he went home and basically had a pride party for himself. He invited all of his friends and had his wife there to tell them all of his accomplishments. The party couldn't end, though, without dealing with Mordecai. He seriously said all of his accomplishments meant nothing as long as he had to see Mordecai sitting in the king's gate. So his friends talked him into, pretty easily I assume, building a gallows to hang Mordecai on. We're going to stop here today, but I hope you will join me again next week for part two. This lesson is a truly great lesson on what can happen when we let pride rule in our lives. I hope you have enjoyed this lesson. Until next week, remember to always and in every way be contending for the crown. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.